Hi, everybody. I'm Charlie Slows. I'm Dave Jagler. And welcome to Curly W Live from the Booth. Every episode, we'll be talking about some of the greatest games in Nationals history. And we have a chance to answer questions from you, the fans. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer, you can send us an email to nationalsradio at nationals.com or hit us up with a direct message on Twitter at, at NatsRadio. Make sure to send your questions along and you can be part of our show. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast at nationals.com slash podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Again, it's Curly W Live from the booth. And in this episode, we are going to talk about the National League Division Series of 2019, the Nationals' great run to a world championship last October. Good afternoon and good evening wherever you may be. Tune in tonight to listen to Nationals Baseball on the radio. And a big, big crowd is filing in here at Dodgers Stadium to see a Dodgers team that won a franchise record 106 games. Well, Dave, after the uh, come-from-behind win of the wild card game on Tuesday, October the 1st, a lot of emotion for the Nationals and then a long flight across America to get to Los Angeles with a day in between and uh, game one of the National League Division Series at Dodger Stadium on Thursday, a 538 start in L.A. Uh, on that day. And you know what? The Nats, I think, were a little bit uh, a little bit out of gas in that game. They were shut down by Walker Bueller. Here's the 0-1. Swinging a chopper back to the mound. Bueller underhands to first, and the Nationals leave the bases loaded. One hit shutout ball over six innings, and they only had one more hit the rest of the way against the Dodgers bullpen, a leadoff double by Trey Turner against Joe Kelly in the ninth inning. Patrick Corbin, I thought, pitched pretty well, but the Nationals uh, had a couple of miscues in the field. They just didn't look sharp overall uh, on either end of the ball. Yeah, when you said the game started at 5.38, it felt like 5.38 in the morning. It's like their their alarm clock didn't go off. Howie Kendrick had a tough game in the field. He would atone later on. You know, Corbin you know, was, was wild in the first inning, limited the damage. It was just a, a complete and thorough uh, game you'd want to forget and unfortunately put the Nationals in a hole. But it's a five-game series, not a rule you have to win game one, and they were hoping to get home with a split. Now Kelly ready. He kicks and delivers. Strike three called over the inside corner, and this one is over. The Dodgers take game one of the best-of-five series, and they shut out the Nationals in the opening game. 6 nothing is the way they lost game one in Los Angeles. Game two with Steven Strasburg on the mound making the start, and really wasn't very long after that three-inning relief appearance for him in the wild-card game that took place just a few days earlier. Here's the one-two. Swing and a miss on a changeup. And Strasburg sets it down in the sixth inning. Steven Strasburg in his first big league relief appearance. Yeah, he was on three days rest. So he didn't know how long he was necessarily going to go in this game. But the key was, as thoroughly as the Nationals were outplayed in game one, they jumped right on Clayton Kershaw in game two. First pitch of the game, Trey Turner hits a double. Clayton Kershaw into the line. First pitch tonight into the ground. Fair. Past the third baseman, Turner. Down the left field line. Trey Turner around first on his way to second and there he is in with a leadoff double Kendrick drives him in swung on hit hard and through the hole a base hit into left field Turner scores from third and so Bobby Henley the stop sign up for Anthony Rendon Eaton has a clutch hit with two outs in the second inning followed by a clutch double for Rendon so immediately the Nationals are up three nothing base hit left center field Robles around third will come in to score now the pitch. Rendon belts it a deep left center field. Eaton around third being waved home. 
Strasburg cruises, runs out of gas a little bit in the sixth inning, but continues to, to fortify his postseason resume. And then you know, Davey Martinez, one of the things he did throughout this postseason was use starting pitchers to get key outs in relief. Strasburg in the wild card game, Corbin multiple times. Well, this game was all about Max Scherzer coming out of the bullpen. Breaking news, Max Scherzer is beginning to warm in the Nationals' bullpen. Sean Doolittle pitched the seventh inning, gave up a home run to Max Muncie. It's a one-run game. Nationals tack on an insurance run in the eighth inning, giving Max Scherzer for the bottom of the eighth a two-run lead, and Scherzer just dominates the Dodgers. Pitch on the way, swing and a miss. Struck him out. First strikeout, first out of the inning. One, two to Taylor, swing and a miss. Two out, nobody on at the bottom of the eighth inning. Swing and a miss. Struck him out with a cutter, and that retires the side. Max Scherzer out of the bullpen of the eighth inning, strikes out the side. Three batters, three strikeouts, as dominant a Scherzer performance as you could have coming out of the bullpen. And he was fired up, two out, nobody on when he faced Jock Peterson. And, of course, they had a little bit of postseason history against each other. You go back to 2016, and uh, Peterson broke up a shutout bid for Max at Nationals Park in a game five with an opposite field home run. He blew him away here on three pitches. Yeah, he blew everybody away. And that that was just, that was high-octane Scherzer setting it up for Hudson in the ninth. And really, you know, game two kind of gets lost in all the great Nationals wins in the postseason. This was a huge win. If the Dodgers somehow win this game and go up 2-0, then the series probably never gets back to Los Angeles. Daniel Hudson walks the tightrope in the ninth inning. Here's the 3-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Big pitch by Daniel Hudson for the first out. Swinging a pop-up. Left field. Down the line. Rendon chasing into foul ground. Now fair territory. Makes the diving catch for the out. Davey Martinez made the ultimate gutsy, you know, go with your gut, roll the dice decision. He walks Max Muncy intentionally with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. That puts the tying run on base. If Muncy's up, hits a home run, it's only a tie game. But she put the winning run at the plate. And Hudson didn't respond very well initially to the intentional walk because he walked the next batter, Will Smith, on four pitches. So all of a sudden, the bases are loaded. And with Corey Seager up, potentially a single could tie the game. Dodger Stadium's in full throat. And Hudson, who had so many clutch moments, came up big time in a long battle with Corey Seager. Muncy off second and Smith off first. Hudson sets the kick, the 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss! He struck him out with a slider. And a curly W's in the books. The Nationals have tied this National League Division Series at a game apiece as Daniel Hudson walks a tightrope in the bottom of the ninth inning. Strikes him out on the eighth pitch of the at-bat. An emotional victory there. And you're right, Dave. Of all the things that happened in the postseason, this strikeout of Corey Seager with the bases loaded to end game two is as big as any moment that the Nationals had in the postseason. Absolutely. And it's all set up by, again, Davey Martinez' decision to walk Muncie intentionally, which goes against the book, but obviously proved to be the right move with Hudson walking the tightrope and getting to the other side and sending the series to Washington tied at one. Yeah, that's certainly against the book. And how many managers would have taken that gamble right there? Not many, but obviously Davey, Davey proved the decisions he made throughout the postseason. He did not lack on guts, as we talked about, uh, putting starting pitchers in at key times, uh, kind of doing things that you wouldn't do, wouldn't even consider doing in the regular season. He managed a much different game in the postseason, and it worked for him. And he talked many times uh, during the postseason where he talked to his players, both position players and certainly his pitchers. I'm going to ask you to do things that you don't normally do or may never have done before. <laughs> 
Are you on board? And that, the great thing about this team, everybody was. I mean, there, there were no uh, there were no egos. It's all about trying to to chase that ultimate goal, win a championship. And to do that, you had to get through the the mighty Dodgers, who were the, a big time roadblock. Yeah, 106 win team. Everybody thought a sure bet to go to the World Series and maybe win it all in 2019. So the series shifts to Washington for Game 3, Sunday, October the 6th. The matchup was Hunjin Ryu against Anibal Sanchez. And the Nationals this time at home got on the board early. Yeah, well, you know, Juan Soto had a big home run in the first inning against Ryu, a two-run shot. Fastball, driven in deep center field. Back goes Bellinger, way back. Going, 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 goodbye! Sanchez... He was able to dance in and out of some trouble over the first four innings. He had that butterfly changeup working very well. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a 71-mile-an-hour changeup. He struck out nine over the first five innings. But again, his spot came up to bat in the bottom of the fifth inning. And so they did not ask Sanchez to go beyond the five innings. And for really the one time in the postseason, it didn't work with a starting pitcher coming out of the bullpen. Patrick Corbin got the first two outs of the inning, but had chance after chance to get the third out and just couldn't do it. Uh, there was a big two-run double for Russell Martin. Swing a line drive, left center field, headed for the gap. This one's way back there, not going to be caught, and it's off the wall. Two-run double for Kike Hernandez. Swinging a drive to deep left field. This one's way back. It's going to be over Soto's head and off the wall. And then after uh, Wander Suero comes in, Justin Turner, three-run homer. So all of a sudden, what was a 2-1 to one Nationals lead turns into a laugher the other way as the Dodgers scored a touchdown in the sixth inning. 3-2. Swinging a long drive left field. Way back goes Soto to the track, to the wall, and it is long gone. Ultimately, the Nationals uh, were going to be down in the series. Yep, they uh, were down after the seven-run top of the sixth inning for the Dodgers to go on to win game three by the score of 10-4. to A 10-4 win for the Dodgers. They take a two-games-to-one lead in this best-of-five series. So here we are again for the Nationals, down two games to one. In just a few moments, the Nationals will take the field for the start of game four of this series. Nationals have been in these situations before, Davis. It's an elimination game. you got to stay alive to force a game five in Los Angeles. And on Monday, October the 7th, it's Max Scherzer on the mound against Rich Hill. Hill, who uh, in his time with the Dodgers, really most of it has been marred by injuries, time on the injured list. And uh, he thought he was ready to go, could give them some innings. He wasn't around very long in this game, and the Nationals were able to uh, get him out of the game in the third inning. This after, again, Max had given up a first-inning home run, this time a two-out solo shot to Justin Turner. Max over the head into the wide of the pitch. Swing and a fly ball deep left. Soto going back, way back, warning track, wall, and it is gone. Yeah, if it's an elimination game, the Nationals had to trail, and that, that happened in every one of them. And so with Scherzer giving up the first-inning home run, Nationals get the equalizer in the third. But the pivotal moment in this game was the fifth inning, and it was set up by the Nationals franchise icon to have a, a signature moment. Now Baez to the belt. Two out. The right-hander kicks the liver. Zim swings and drops one to deep center field. Way back goes Bellinger to the warning track, to the wall. It is gone! Goodbye! Ryan Zimmerman coming up in that bottom of the fifth inning as the uh, Dodgers brought in Pedro Baez. And a majestic soaring fly that would go over the center field wall. And, and Dave, to, to hit a pitch, elevated that high in the zone, to get on top of it somehow. He knew he got enough of it. That ball seemingly in the air for a long time. 
What a shot. And again, the crescendo, the roar of the crowd. Another huge moment for Ryan Zimmerman because it put them up 6-1. to one. Yeah, you, you had to really stretch out that call because the ball was in the air for, for a heck of a long time. It's the Nationals 5 and the Dodgers 1. Bang! So go the fireworks! And the Nationals uh, end up putting the four spot on the board in that inning. And really, uh, we talk about some breaks of the game. When you go ahead to the seventh inning, the Nationals attacked one on in the bottom of the sixth. Swing a fly ball, center field, this is deep. Back goes Bellinger at the warning track, at the wall, leaps, and he caught it. He robs Rendon of extra bases, but Turner will come down the line to score. Max Scherzer's emptying the tank in the seventh inning, and there's an at-bat with the bases loaded. Jock Peterson is up, and Davey Martinez let Scherzer finish the seventh inning, and Peterson went after the first pitch and hit one foul, literally probably by the width of the baseball. It would have been a three-run double. It would have been a six-to-four game. Instead, it's a foul ball. Scherzer gets him to ground out on the next pitch. Swing a ground ball right side. Kendrick comes in. Edge of the grass. He's got it. He throws to first. And Scherzer is out of trouble in the seventh inning. He ends the dugout, pumping his fist. Max Scherzer survives. Bases loaded in the seventh inning. Striking out Taylor and retiring Peterson on a slow ground ball to Kendrick. Max at uh at seven innings, gives up the one run. And again, whenever the Nationals needed a break, they got one. And once Scherzer survived that Peterson at bat, the last two innings were pretty much stress-free, and the series was going back to Los Angeles. Yeah, there might have been a lot of times in, in previous years, Nationals postseason games, that a situation like that, uh, they'd have gone to the bullpen and, and things things uh, didn't work out. But, you know, Scherzer didn't want to come out at that point. He wanted to clean up his own mess in that inning for sure. Well, keep in mind, he had pitched in relief in game two. So he was not necessarily on full rest, but 109 pitches, he was going to sell out and he was able to get through it. And do little a one, two, three, eight Hudson again, coming on with one out in the ninth inning and getting the final two outs after giving up a base hit. And once again, Hudson gets a fly ball out to close it out. Swing and a fly ball right field. Adam Eaton back. Now in and to his left. Still moving. He makes the catch. He makes the catch and a curly double is in the books. Six to one, the Nationals win it. And now the National League Division Series is all even at two games apiece. Heading back to Los Angeles for a do or die game five. And Dave, when someone would ask us, you know, what games would you pick if you could to do in big league history? You look at what we did in the postseason last year. There's a lot of games that would make a list for a lot of broadcasters to say, I like the wild card game. I like this game. Game five of the National League Division Series was another tremendous game. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to our play-by-play broadcast. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler with you. The crowd is going to be deafening. Yeah, and we talk about the Nationals' postseason history so often, uh, getting to that fifth game in the Division Series and it always being at home and something happening for the Nationals not to pull through. Well, this time, they're playing the elimination game on the road they go to L.A. The Dodgers are the heavy favorite. All the pressure's on them. There's nothing to lose. And wouldn't you know, the Nationals fell behind early. And it swung on it high in the air to deep right center. Back goes Adam Eaton to the warning track, to the wall, and it's gone. Max Muncie homers on a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. It's a high fly ball, deep left center field. Taylor back of the warning track. He's at the wall. He leaps, and it's gone. Strasburg gives up two in the first and one in the second. All of a sudden, the Nationals are in that hole as they are in every elimination game. It's the same 3 nothing deficit they faced against Milwaukee. Strasburg, to his credit, is able to, to settle in. Hernandez waiting. Here it comes. 
Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a changeup. Steven Strasburg, who had only four strikeouts all night, fans three in a row to strand Bellinger at second. Walker Buehler is absolutely dominant, but the parallels between this game and the wild card game, the Nationals got one back in the sixth inning against Buehler to make it 3-1. And so anytime you're within two runs, you feel like if you can get one guy on, you've got the tie run of the plate. They still had some time left and uh, some cracks of the bat left, and they would have their big bats come up in the eighth inning one more time. Unbelievable. Clayton Kershaw strikes out Adam Eaton coming into the game to get the last out of the seventh inning. And, you know, afterwards, Dave, seemed like a lot of people who followed the Dodgers closely thought Kershaw probably wouldn't be back in that top of the eighth inning. Uh, the Dodgers certainly had other options. Uh, Kent Maeda, who would follow him, Nationals really couldn't touch him in the series. And had the lefty, Kolarik, who had gotten Soto out every time, but they stayed with Kershaw for the eighth inning. And he faced Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto in the game, and maybe the whole series changed on two back-to-back pitches. Kershaw's 1-0 to Rendon. Swung out, hit of the year to deep left center field. Taylor going back, warning track at the wall. He leaps. It is gone. Goodbye. Bang. Zoom goes Rendon on the second pitch from Clayton Kershaw. And this is now a one-run game here in the top of the eighth inning. Here's the pitch. He swings and belts one a deep right center field. Way back. And this game is all even. The Nationals' dugout goes wild as Soto crosses the plate. So back-to-back home runs for Rendon and Soto on consecutive pitches, literally bringing Kershaw to his knees when Soto's ball sailed into the right center field pavilion at Dodger Stadium. I mean, you know, the one home run was was shocking, and then the, the second one was an absolute goner the moment it left the bat, and, and Dodger Stadium was stunned. You could hear a pin drop except the celebration in the Nationals' dugout. So at that point, you're feeling, man, they, they've weathered the storm. You know, Bueller's out of the game. It's now a battle of the bullpens. The Nationals have brought Kershaw down, and they're, they're right back in this game with a chance to win it. So that, that was a tremendous moment. Obviously, Soto came up big so many times in this postseason, as did Rendon. And those, those back-to-back home runs, they, they still bring the, the goosebumps just thinking about it. Maeda comes in. He strikes out the next three batters, and we go to the bottom of the eighth inning. At that point, Patrick Corbin is in the game, and he was on this time. Three and two the count. He comes set. The runner goes the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a slider. He struck out three. Uh, he did hit a batter, but he was very sharp. And as he was pitching in the bottom of the eighth inning, Kenley Jansen was warming up in the Dodgers bullpen. And at another point in the inning, you kind of got my attention because from my position in the visitors broadcast booth at Dodger Stadium and yours as well, we could see the mound to the right. They're side by side, but we couldn't see the mound to the left. And you're pointing up to the monitor that's in the booth that allows us to see both mounds of the bullpen and Joe Kelly's warming up. So I hit my cough switch, which is, is a button that's attached to our headsets and you do the same. So we can have a quick word to each other while the game was going on and and what you said to me was well I just wanted to get your attention because I didn't really want to say Joe Kelly's warming up because I have no belief that he's coming into this game I I still don't believe it uh, we we never said on the air that Joe Kelly was warming in the bullpen before he actually came in the game (laughs) because I mean it's Kenley Jansen it's the Dodgers he's going to come in for the ninth inning and not only did Joe Kelly come in for the ninth inning he would pitch a one two three he'd stay in the game for the tenth inning and Jansen would not come in until obviously the the game in the series had completely changed, but uh, we were shocked with 
with how the game played out, and that was another moment there. Uh, but again, in between Kelly's ninth and tenth inning, another break that goes the Nationals' way in the bottom of the ninth inning, Will Smith up, the rookie catcher for the Dodgers against Daniel Hudson, hits a ball toward right field. The kick in the pitch, breaking ball, into the air to deep right center field. Eaton going back, way back at the wall, he leaps, and he makes the catch for the out, up against the fence. And he kind of did a bat flip, thinking that he had hit a walk-off home run to win the series. We know the ball traditionally doesn't carry that well at Dodger Stadium at night. Adam Eaton makes the catch on the warning track in right field. As we find out the next thing, the ball carried a little better to center field than it did to right field. Yeah, he had a line out uh, from uh, Chris Taylor to end the bottom of the ninth inning. So the top of the tenth, as stunned as we were, Kelly remains in the game. And I think the Dodger Stadium crowd was stunned. Uh, Kenley Jansen stood in the bullpen in disbelief on the mound as the tenth inning started. And Adam Eaton with a lengthy at bat draws a walk. And then Anthony Rendon rips one to left field for a double, putting runners on second and third. Kelly kicks and fires. Swinging a long drive to left field. This one way back toward the corner, and Taylor can't get it. It's off the wall and wedges in the padding. He'll pick it up, and the umpires will hold their hands up. It's a ground rule double for Anthony Rendon. And now Soto's coming up, so decision time. Very quick decision here for the Dodgers manager. Well, they didn't. They didn't have Adam Kolarik, who had retired Soto three times in the series warming. So with first base open, they're going to walk Juan Soto, hoping that Howie Kendrick is going to hit a ground ball. They can get a force out at home, potentially a double play. But if you're a Nationals fan, there's no one you'd rather have at the plate than Howie Kendrick in a big moment. Field shades right, infield in all the way around. Turner and Seager on the left side, Hernandez and Muncy on the right. Kelly's one strike pitch. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick has done it. They're going crazy in the Nationals' dugout. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of Game 5. The Nationals 7, the Dodgers 3. Do you believe it? Yeah, Howie fouled off the first pitch and then blasted what becomes one of the iconic swings in Nationals franchise history. As you said it, Dave, do you believe it? I believe it because I saw it, Dave Jagler, sail over the wall to the 396 marker just to the right. Sometimes sitting here, I still don't believe it. But that was that was a moment that defied belief. And uh, just it was something that, uh, you, you know, if, if you're having a rough day and you're down, I can still think of that moment and, and it lifts me up. That, that was such an, an incredible moment to witness. The only thing that could have been better, Dave, if right before that pitch I said to you on the air, they wouldn't be great if he had a grand slam right now. <laughs> we, didn't, we, we didn't summon that one. No, but we, we had a feeling something good was going to happen. Howie's been clutch all season, and with bases loaded, nobody out. He just had a feeling he was going to do something good. And when the ball left the bat, you knew at the absolute worst it was going to be a go-ahead sack fly. Maybe it's going to be off the wall. Ultimately, it cleared the wall, cleared the bases, and cleared out Dodger Stadium. Unbelievable. As a plague of locusts was let loose at Dodger Stadium. Zim flied out to left, and then uh, Kurt Suzuki with a base. Actually, Jan Gomes with a base hit. He had come on for Suzuki. And then Dave Roberts came out to make the pitching change to a round of booze. Kenley Jansen finally came in the game. He got the last two outs in the 10th inning. But that's a mere footnote. Sean Doolittle on to the bottom of the 10th, a quick 12 pitch, 1-2-3 inning. And again, another great play. Michael Taylor in center field comes charging straight in toward the infield, makes a diving catch to what we think at the moment, you're, you're in an end of game 
celebratory call to win the series, only to be held up by a replay review. Here's the pitch. Swinging a fly ball, shallow center, racing on his Taylor, closing on it, dives, and he caught it! A diving catch ends the series! What a play by Michael Taylor! We had a feeling, though, that he had caught it. Everybody knew he caught it, but the Dodgers, they they, they made the Nationals wait a little bit longer, but it just it just postponed the celebration by just, just a moment. Yeah, one one of the things you really can't like about replay in a moment like that when you're when you're held up on celebrating winning a series. I, I think the Nationals were uh, they they did a lot of celebrating before and after. They were ready to go. No doubt the Nationals win it seven to three in ten innings. They win the National League Division Series in a fifth and deciding game. And the next day would be on to St. Louis for the National League Championship Series. Now it's uh, time for the portion of Nationals Curly W Live from the booth where we take questions from you, our listeners, and our Nationals fans. This one came in via Twitter from at Tim McKay 1104. And Tim asks, what was your welcome to the big leagues moment? Well, Dave, for me, it was uh, many years before my uh, chance to call games on the radio for the Nationals. This was 1985, I was working at KMOX in St. Louis, and I was doing sportscasts and and some talk shows and some production behind the scenes work. And it was a it was a Friday night, the final w- weekend of the regular season of 1985, and the Cardinals were going to clinch the division if they won the next afternoon on Saturday. And I was waiting for the last game of the night to end so I could record the Saturday morning sports and go home. And I got a call from John Rooney, who's now one of the voices of the Cardinals, but was then the play-by-play voice of the CBS radio game of the week, which started in 1985. It was the first year. And he calls on the phone late night. It's really noisy wherever he's calling in from. And and he goes, what are you doing? So I explained to him what I was doing. And he goes, well, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, well, I got to be at the Cardinals game. If they win, they clinch. We'll be in the clubhouse getting interviews, putting together a two-hour special to air Sunday night, previewing the postseason. And he says... How'd you like to skip all that and come to Kansas City and do the Royals A's game with me tomorrow night on CBS radio? <laughs> I said, what? I had never done a big league game. He had heard some of my tapes. They actually were in a bind. I said, uh, what are you talking about? He said, well, Bill White, who was then the Yankees announcer, former Cardinals player, was in Toronto. He was supposed to do the CBS radio game of the week the next night with John Rooney. But Lloyd Mosby dropped a fly ball in Toronto. The Yankees now were two games out with two to go. They were mathematically still in it. So Bill White wasn't coming to do the game. And I said, you're not going to stand there. They can't tell me they can't find a big name or so. He goes, not on this notice. And you're 30 minute flight away. So lo and behold, the next morning I was on a flight from St. Louis to Kansas City. And my first game as a big league broadcaster was a national broadcast all over the country and the Kansas city Royals beat the Oakland A's and clinched the American league West division championship that night. I'll give you one spring training and then one regular season. Our first spring training together, we did a game at Vero beach, the, uh, the former spring training home of the LA Dodgers. And who is, you know, everybody's idol in our business. It's Vin Scully. And we're doing a game in the middle of March and it happens to be the first game that Vin is doing on TV for the Dodgers that spring. And the, and the booths are adjacent, uh, the Nationals radio booth and the Dodgers TV booth. And there's a window that slides open in between the two booths. And Vince producer Boyd uh, slides open the window 
and says, hey, Dave, would you like to meet Mr. Scully? And if you can imagine those old Roadrunner cartoons, beep, 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 beep. I was in, the, I was in his booth in, in four seconds flat, and uh, you know, Boyd introduces me to, to Vin Scully and then said, Dave, it's great to meet you. I hope you have a great career. And it was kind of like the, the godfather welcoming you into the family with the, with the kiss on the cheek. So that was, my, that was my spring training welcome to the big leagues moment. On the flip side, our, the first series we ever did together was at um, regular season was at Shea Stadium against the Mets opening the 06 season. And the second game of the season was a night game and it was probably 30 or 35 degrees, and the heater over our head at Shea Stadium wasn't working. And so we had Jack, the Jack of all things, call the, the maintenance guy, and he, he proceeds to come in there and flicks the switch on and off and says, uh, and then he, then he bangs on it, flicks the switch, and he goes, it's not working, and walks out. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues. I'm going to freeze my rear end off tonight. And every time I'd, and that, that thing was literally probably five feet, nine inches off the ground. And I'm six, two, every time I stood up, I banged my head on that thing. That was the last road trip during cold weather where I did not travel with a space heater. After that, I got one of those Walmart closeout heaters that I still bring with me today. I'm in the big leagues and I can't get heat. <laughs> but, you know, he, he tried to fix it. He flicked the switch on and off. Well, it's not working. We'll get to it tomorrow. Well, we already knew that. Tomorrow. Thanks. <laughs> And we will see you next time. Talk to you again on Curly W Live from the booth. Again, subscribe at nationals.com slash podcast or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. We'll talk to you again with great games in Nationals history, the National League Championship Series, plus more of your questions and comments at Nationals Radio at nationals.com or at Nets Radio on Twitter. For Dave, I'm Charlie. We'll talk to you again next time.